Let's talk about 2023 wrap up. That's what today is. And I want to hit back on the subject of the hundredfold. Everyone say the hundredfold. Uh, the Lord started speaking to us about it uh, in the fall. And, and he wants us to go into 2024 expecting the hundredfold in our life. Now, we combined, we, we connected that, that concept with seed. And if you remember, we taught that everything we do is seed. Uh, if, you, if you sow time into somebody's life, if you sow love into somebody's life, if you sow friendship or attention or intention, uh, you, you get to reap that back. The Bible says, if, if you want to have friends, show yourself friendly, right? In, in order to have friends, be a friend, right? Sow seeds of friendship. And, and you could, through faith, you can expect to reap a hundredfold. Uh, doesn't mean a hundred times. We'll get into it again. But just real quick, uh, uh, uh-oh, man, we got all kind of stuff happening today. We're starting over. We're just rebooting. We're starting church all over again. But before we do, before we get into it, let's talk about 2023. Look at all, the, this is just a quick, really quick cliff notes type of snapshot of things that have happened uh, through Gathering Church, things that God has utilized all of you to be a part of. We, we uh, know of at least 57 souls who have made decisions accepting Christ as Lord. Praise God for that. Uh, we've, we've at least 20 people buried with Christ in baptism. Uh, GCV Youth conducted a spring break mission outreach. We had 18 teens that went with us to youth camp, uh, plus, I believe, six adults. Approximately about 35 children from the community attended our VBS. We, we, about three times this year, we fed about 80 faculty members at Viridian Elementary. We were able to feed them three times this year to let those teachers know, hey, we love you, we're praying for you. And that's the whole reason why we feed them. It's not just to give them food, but it's to let them know that there's a, a family of believers that are right here in the neighborhood who lift them up in prayer. And, and it works. Every time I go up on the campus, I'll have a teacher go, hey, Pastor Dave, can you pray for us about this? Or, hey, can you remember this? Or, hey, this one, I, there's a parent the, of one of my students that's going through this and that. And so they know that we were a praying group. Matter of fact, at our Night of Hope event, uh, Principal Manns showed up. And uh, she came over and gave me a big hug. And she said, you're still praying for us, right? And I said, yes, ma'am, every day. So, so uh, we've, we were able to feed them about three times. We had about 120 families fed uh, turkey dinners for Thanksgiving. That was part of the big overall, over 10,000 folks, I believe, fed through Mission Arlington. We packed 169 shoe boxes for Operation Christmas Child, and 100 of those had the shoe that grows. Uh, 50 pair of those shoes we sent to South Sudan to our, the orphans there. So there are, there are 50 uh, orphans in South Sudan, 50 children in South Sudan that are running around with shoes on their feet because of you guys. Isn't that awesome? Uh, and that's through Harvesters Reaching the Nations who, who are uh, just doing such an incredible work. We were able to provide financial aid to uh, Harvesters Reaching the Nation. The Keller family who are doing great, uh, Kate and I were able to be on a a pastoral call with them yesterday, uh, and also the, uh, the the orphanage in Pakistan. We were actually able to, there was some leftover from what you guys gave last year. We were able to kind of get them some stuff in the spring uh, off of that. So uh, all of those figures will come out on uh, January 14th. But we also welcomed about 300 new households into the neighborhood with gift bags. So thank you all for doing that. We provided over 100 hours of Bible study opportunity for the whole family throughout the whole year. And that, that doesn't count Sunday morning. That's extracurricular stuff. Uh, so that's quite a bit. And we celebrated six years. Amen? So praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for counting us worthy to facilitate your kingdom in our community. Amen? That's, hey, that can't just happen with me or just our staff that's all of you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. And if, and if, you, uh, if you're here and you, you don't volunteer, you don't know what you're missing. There's an incredible blessing that God has for everyone who, who finds a place to volunteer. Say, well, I can't, I can't do all that stuff. Well, absolutely. No, nobody's got time to do all of it. But I guarantee you there's something this coming year that the, if you'll let the Lord move on you, he'll, 
he'll encourage you to do. So praise God for that recap. So let's talk about this hundredfold. If you remember, Jesus gave, um, he told a story about the sower who went out and sowed seed. And so a lot of the seed fell on bad ground or this kind of ground, that kind of ground. But he said in Mark 4, chapter 8, he said, but other seed fell on good ground. Everyone say good ground. Lord, help us to be good ground with the seed of your word. He says, and yielded a crop that sprang up, because this is what seed does. Whatever kind of seed you sow in life, this is what it does. It'll spring up, it increased, and it produced. That's what the seed's going to do. Whatever kind of seed you sow in life, especially if you sow it into the good ground of the kingdom, it will spring up, it will increase, and it will produce. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100-fold. Everyone say 100-fold. Why didn't all of it produce a hundredfold? We'll get to that in just a second. This is a quick recap because we got some testimonies we're going to hear today. Then if you go to Mark chapter 10, if you remember the rich young ruler came and asked Jesus, hey, I, I obey the law, I obey all the commandments, what more should I do? And Jesus said, well, this is the one thing you haven't done. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor and come follow me and you'll store treasures in heaven. He said, in other words, just give, hey, just let it all go. And it said that the rich young ruler left upset because he, he had a lot of possessions. Now, Peter posed a question to Jesus. Now, a lot of times we think that the disciples were a bunch of poor folk walking around. These, these weren't. If you think about it, Peter, Peter James, and John, they, they owned a fishing syndicate, didn't they? And not only that, they had the best day of their business career when Jesus came along, right? You remember? Because of the miracle of all the, all the fish, like they caught so much fish, they couldn't even put it in their boats. Their boats almost sank. And at, think about it. They had the best financial day of their business ever, and they walked away from it that day. In other words, the business didn't have them. They had a great business, but the business didn't have him. So, so had they been poor after Jesus told them, because once the rich young ruler walked away, Jesus made a comment. He goes, "Woo!" He said, it's, it's difficult for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Now, he wasn't talking about the sweet by and by. He was talking about this kingdom that we operate in, a kingdom that is solely uh, dependent on him, knowing that he is our source, not our possessions, not our wealth. Matter of fact, the, the Bible says that it's God who gives the power to make wealth. So if you have wealth, praise God, but praise him because he's the one that's giving you power. Had, Jesus, had Peter been poor, he would have looked at the guys and said, Woo, we got it made, guys. We're a bunch of poor guys. We can get in. No, he, Peter said, but Lord, we've, we did give up everything. We walked away from everything. And so this was Jesus' response. He said, so Jesus answered and said, hey, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive what? A hundredfold. Now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands and with persecutions, there are going to be people mouthing off about you, and in the age to come, eternal life. Now, this hundredfold, remember, it doesn't mean a hundred times. It means the maximum potential, okay? So if you plant an apple seed, it doesn't mean you're going to get a hundred seed back. The hundredfold of one apple seed would be to get an entire tree that year after year after year will yield apples that are loaded with seed. The hundredfold on, I plant, say, I planted a bunch of seeds of friendship this last year. Well, the hundredfold on that doesn't mean you're going to get a hundred friends. It may mean you get one friend that is so valuable and so important and so life-changing to you that they're, they're worth more than 5,000 friends, right? So, so the hundredfold means maximum potential. So when I say prepare for the hundredfold in 2024, that I'm saying prepare for the maximum potential of what God has for you. So why didn't the ground, the good ground, all yield a hundredfold. It said some 30-fold, 60-fold, a hundredfold, right? We all want to be good soil, right? Well, how come there was only a little yield all the way up to the maximum yield? And this is what the Lord, I was praying about that last year, or this, 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 this past August, and the Lord led me to this, this particular phrase. There were some blind men that wanted Jesus to heal them. And so when Jesus went to their house, it says, and when he came into the house, 
the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were open. So Jesus knew he had the authority and the power to heal them, but he wanted to see if they believed that he had the ability. And they said, yeah. And he goes, because you believed, let it happen. Do you believe that Jesus has the maximum potential of what you need for 2024? Then let it happen to you according to your faith. Are you good soil? Are you willing to be plowed up by the word of God and obedient to the word of God? If the answer is yes, then there's no, no reason for you. There's a lot of Christians that say, well, I know God just wants to, you know, he, he'll bless me a little bit or he'll, he'll take care of just my little needs. Or this. I had actually had someone say, you know, I don't pray to get a, a lot of blessing. I just pray for God to just take care of my needs. That's all I need. And I'm thinking, what a selfish prayer. I want God to bless me to the maximum. Why? More than what I need so that I can be a blessing as well so that I can sow more seed, so I have an abundance, so I can sow, not just in finances, but in every area of my life. And that's my prayer for this church. Now, I could, I could share tons of testimonies of how that's happened, and I've recently shared a lot of testimonies of how that's happened, all the way up to him taking care of my, uh, uh, all the payments I needed to do on my shoulder, like the, the, the whole surgery that I had uh, just the other month, to- totally taken care of. Uh, and I know it was from seed that I planted earlier in the year that it came back and I reaped a hundredfold and he, he took care of everything. Uh, but I want you to hear some, I want you to hear how it's working in other people's lives. Uh, the, the, the first testimony, and she wasn't able to be here today, but I, I want to share real quickly about Becky Jones. We all love Becky and Paul Jones, right? Yeah. That deserves a amen. Yeah. <laughs> we all know Paul, but I love it. When he comes in the door, I hear him. Amen. And uh, that's right. That's right, Judah. He knows. That's, that's right. Uh, Paul, <laughs> uh, of course, everyone, everyone understands Paul's physical disabilities with, uh, because of the aneurysm 26 plus years ago. And praise God, he's still with us. And, and Becky has just taken incredible care of him all these years. Uh, well, she had to become the, uh, she had to become the income for their house when that happened. Well, she went to the one thing that she felt she was good at, and that was becoming a house cleaner. And for years, they lived in the Weatherford area, and she cleaned uh, houses for various doctors and lawyers and stuff. And she, you know, she was able to sustain a living off of that. They moved to Viridian. She was still having to drive all the way back out to Weatherford to clean all this. And, and, and Paul was by himself, uh, you know, for, for hours during the day, uh, sometimes that can lead to complications, especially if he falls. Well, there's nobody there to help him up and all this stuff. So she had asked me, she said, hey, would you pray that the Lord would give me more homes here within the neighborhood? And I told her, I said, Becky, I said, this neighborhood's gotten so big, there should be no reason why you should even have to leave the neighborhood. We got a whole village here. And, I, and so if you remember, those of you who are around, if you remember, at the end of one service, I had us all pray Lord, would you provide enough homes right here where she would never have to leave the neighborhood and she could be close to Paul? Right after that, she sowed a seed. She, she asked my wife and I, she said, hey, could I just tithe into your life? And so and a lot of people don't realize this, but she, for about a year, she came and cleaned our house to bless my wife at no charge to us. And she said that that, she said, what I would make off of this house is what I would normally pay in tithe. And so I, the Lord told me to tithe directly to you guys. And, and it was a huge blessing. It took place right after my wife had lost her mom. So, my, you know, my wife was going through, was going through kind of the, the grieving in the morning period of that. And so Becky, for a year, would come over and clean our house. And if you have ever hung out with Becky, you know that you get more than cleaning. You get a sermon and everything else because she's going to preach and lift you up and and, and uh, everything else, um, or critique my sermon, or whatever she wants to do, right? Uh, so, so she blessed us for about a year. Well, within that year, she called and she finally said, she goes, Pastor, if it's okay, I feel like the Lord has, 
relieved me from that season of sowing. She said, just today I picked up two new homes, and that, that's enough to where uh, I don't have to drive back to Weatherford anymore. And from sowing that seed, she now has, not only that, she is so abundantly blessed, she's constantly have to turn people down <laughs> and, find, and refer them to other folks. Because she's got so, the Lord just keeps blessing her and blessing her. And, and, or, and, if, and if somebody moves out of the neighborhood that, or, or somebody decides they're not going to use her anymore, she'll have two more people call her. Uh, God just keeps providing for her. That's, that's how you sow and you reap the hundredfold. Amen. Amen. Uh, Peter, I want you to come up. Peter, and Judah can come up with you if need be. Uh, hey, that's a preacher in the making. He's like, no, Judah's like, no, nah, I'll stay back here. No, here he comes. All right. Peter's got a really cool testimony he shared with me. I was like, man, I want you to share that with everybody today real quick. Everyone say, God bless Peter and Judah. God bless Peter and Judah. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, so um, some of you know some of the things I've gone through this year and the challenges that came to my life. So I've been trying to, like, just get into trusting God and, you know, trying to lean on God and learning, you know, to just depend on God. I, um, this December, I flew to New York. Um, I think it's LaGuardia Airport. Better than JFK, anyway. It's just tip there. <laughs> Much cleaner, fresh air. So I flew into that airport and then went to the office, did some work, and I was coming back same airport, and I stopped by to get lunch. So my office has this rule that you have a certain amount you cannot go over uh, for lunch, dinner, all that kind of stuff. So when I looked at the bill, I was like, I'm not giving these people tip where I don't get my money back from this office, you know. So I'm going to just tip the lowest. So I get like a $2 tip. Close my eyes, you know, just bear the shame and do that. I gave them and I started eating, and I say here, and happy birthday to you. It was the lady that served me her birthday. So the shame went times 10, because now <laughs> it's an embarrassment. Somebody's birthday, and you gave $2, like, bro. So I looked at that. I was like, oh, man, what will I do? And the Lord reminded me I had cash in my bag. And I was like, yeah, I had $100 in $20 bills. I'm going to give her 20 But my spirit was heavy. Why are you giving 20? I'm like, okay, 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 40. 40, 40 is pretty good. Like, it's about the same amount I, I'm eating. So that, <laughs> that's pretty good. But my spirit kept being heavy about giving. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm paying more than the food here. So I ended up giving her the entire 100. I was struggling, like, just, like, struggling to let go this money. So... I just closed my eye, gave it to her, packed my bag, <laughs> and left the scene because she was shocked. She was like, thank you, thank you. I didn't want to hear anything. I was like, give me my food, and I left. When I left, I got back home that same day. Uh, I started getting my stuff ready, laundry and all that. And I, started, I took my laundry out to the mat, washed everything. And as I was folding, here comes out a $100 bill from <laughs> my shirt. I didn't even know it's been there. I never wore this shirt. I was like, wait, 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 who put a hundred dollars in here? I started checking all the other pockets in case <laughs> there's a bit more than a hundred somewhere. So I got a hundred immediately back. I it just like I just had this piece saying that I can give you like whatever you are willing to release, I can give it to you much more. And just to like double confirm that. I was doing some donation recently to Mission Arlington, getting some of my old clothes out of the door and everything. And as soon as I packed everything, boxes and everything ready to go, and I saw uh, just before I left, about two days ago or three days ago, I saw a bag that I've not seen for a while. I was like, oh, I have a bag. What's in here? Found out that they were all new clothes with their tags. <laughs> so I have a whole new wardrobe after giving out stuff. So that is just, I called, I told pastor, and he was like, look at how every time I release something, another one comes right back. And he's teaching me that, okay, 2024 is the time for me to be less, you know, 
tight and be more willing to trust God in all the things I have. So I thank God for what he did. Amen. Thank you, Judah. Things have not changed since junior high in my life. Let me just give. He said, hey, it'll be returned to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And out of, out of his abundance, he, he blesses us. Amen. Uh, now, uh, Chasen actually called me, and we, we got a chance to have some coffee the other day, which is always a good thing. And he, he shared this testimony of, of the hundredfold in his life. Amen. All right, so I'm going to preface this by saying, my wife told me to say this part, that we have a good marriage. <laughs> we actually are celebrating 20 years in like three days. 20. But she said, you need to say that or else when you say the next part, they'll think you're talking about us. So, um, but just, just to be you know, open, so like for a little over a decade, um, we were in a position where it was just very hard like just one hard thing after another hard thing. And, and we always seemed to be healthy and we had family and togetherness and that was all good. But outside of that, it was like, man, I felt like God just shut every door possible. It was like, you know, I just felt like a kicked dog after a while, you know, just did. I'm like, I stopped kind of asking for things. You stop expecting things to happen. And that's kind of where I was. And after a decade of this, um, it almost just becomes part of like who you are. You just stop expecting. You don't ask for much because you're like, you know, God, you know, he's given us stuff. We're healthy. We're alive. We're making it. We can pay bills, but that's about where it ends. And so that's kind of where we were. So anyway, I come in. Dave is doing the Maximum Potential series. Uh, Cassie was helping in the children's wing, so she was in here that day. And he was talking about that. And I was like, I don't remember the last time I've asked God for Maximum Potential of anything because I don't really know exactly what that would even be. Like, what do you even ask for? You know, like, at all. And so I went home. I was convicted. I sat Cassie down. I'm like, here's the deal. I think that I, I might be kicking us in, the, in our own feet here because we're, I don't ask for, for much. I'm just like, if it's going to happen, God, it's going to happen because, you know, every time I ask for something, you know, it's like that door, I don't know what I'm doing, whatever. So we just, I was just really convicted by it. I'm like, I don't even know what maximum potential is. And I was like, well, maybe that's the point. Like, maybe you should be asking for things that you can't think of, right? So I just committed right, right then with, with my wife. I'm like, all right, here's what I'm doing. I'm just going to start every day, whatever we're doing, I'm just going to say, all right, God, I don't know what this is about. I'm, you know, we'll pray about it, but just I want the maximum potential out of this particular thing. And it's probably not going to be anything I would think of because, you know, whatever. And so I just started doing that. And so uh, to just kind of give one quick story on it, um, I had to go give a workshop on, on filmmaking to, at a conference because I, I, I do films uh, for a living and our commercials, et cetera. And so I was like, I was going to go to this thing and I've done it before. It's like a three hour long workshop that you give to people. And I had zero expectations from this, this conference. They weren't paying me to be there. They just asked me. I thought I'll go and be nice. I'm expecting 12 people there. So I get up that morning, I'm like, I got to drive all the way out to this conference, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go, and Cassie's like, all right, you go, do a good job, and I'm like, all right, look, I'd expect nothing out of this thing, but let's just pray, maximum potential for whatever this thing is. She's like, good, I'm like, all right, God, I'm going to go, and you just do you, and I expect nothing, so anything that happens is going to be maximum potential, here we go. So I go, and, and, I, and I do the thing, and it turns out, like, the first session, there was like 40 people, and I was like, well, that's more than I was expecting, and then the second session is like 150 people, and then I was like... This is crazy, and I was saying some stuff that wasn't planned for 150 people at this thing, and so, uh, so I was like, man, I don't know what to expect. I called Cassie. I'm like, this is kind of crazy. Anyway, one dude shows up there. He's listening the whole time. He comes up afterwards and hits me on the arm and says, we're going to work together. I got some stuff coming up. We're going to work together, and I was like, great. I've heard this a million times. This is the industry. Everyone says they're going to work on something. I, I just take zero in him at all. I'm like, whatever. You're a nice guy. See ya. You know, go, go with Jesus, you know, and... <laughs> Anyway, but like, you know, a few weeks later, like he calls me up and he's like, hey, so I've got this film. I want you to come out and be the AD on this film, which assistant director. And he come out and do this thing. I'm like, great. Sure. Still didn't believe it. But then there's a contract. And I'm like, I guess we're doing this. Um, and so we had to go to Austin for weeks and we were we had to leave you know, town, took the whole family down there. And we're doing that. So I showed up on set and I'm like, all right, God, well, this is the maximum potential. You know, out of that thing, I'm now on a film and I'm doing something. Maximum potential for this thing was it was a, a much bigger film than anything I'd ever worked on. There were hundreds of extras. There were Wranglers from Yellowstone show there. There were horses and action and 
just, it was big. It was a big deal. And it was kind of hard to be thrown into it. And so then that, that whole time I'm thinking, all right, maximum potential for this thing. I don't know what it is. So they had pickups that happened a few weeks later, right at the beginning of December. I had to run out for a few more days. And I'm like, all right, I have to go back out for a couple days. I'm like, all right, God, just two days. What, you know, maximum potential for this. I don't know what it is. And so these two days we had some big talent that I can't say because of the live stream. But we had some bigger name talent that was there. And I had to, you know, I'm going there to do my job. I'm getting everything ready to go. And the last day, we had all these big scenes that we had to film and stuff like that. And, and getting ready is a lot. And then the director comes up. He's like, all right, how are we doing? And I'm like, well, we're waiting on you. Let's go. And, uh, and he's like, well, guess what? You're director now. Because his wife uh, went into labor early. And he had to just leave. So suddenly, it's like, you're doing it, you know? And so I was like, well, that, like, that never happens in movies. Like, that never happens. That's like, you know, I was looking around for Hallmark. I'm like, where are they? Um, but... It was just kind of a big deal, and so I got to direct some really big people and, and do really fun scenes, and it turned out to be great. But the, the biggest thing is not really that would happen because that's still, I don't know what the maximum potential for that thing is. But just even in that time, for me, it's the mental block of saying, like, every day, like, no matter what the decision is, I did it this last week. We had a meeting, and I was like, all right, I don't know. What are the outcomes of this meeting? What's the maximum potential that can happen? And open the door for that and then say, all right, God, do what you're going to do in that thing. And I've been very dedicated to doing that. I don't believe it just means, like, money. Like, I don't think that was what Dave was ever saying. I just think it's, like, everything we do, the maximum potential for that thing is limited by your creativity. And so, therefore, you have to kind of say, well, God, I don't know what it is. So let's just go for that. And you do something out of that. And it's been a huge blessing to me, which is why I was telling Dave. So hopefully it will bless you. And if you're like me, maybe that will kind of get you into that zone. I love it. He winds up sewing uh, a freebie session that he thought was going to be to a handful of people, and ultimately the maximum potential was he's like finds himself directing some major names within the industry, and you know, uh, getting his which will be means you know, he gets his name on the credits and all that type of stuff, and and you know, which leads to other possible open doors, and so you know, who knows? He he may have not even seen the maximum potential or the hundredfold from that seed yet, you know, so praise God for that. Uh, I'm going to ask Becca to come on up, and the Lord's given her a word concerning all this, and so uh, everyone, welcome Becca. Woo! Okay, so I don't know how y'all react to coffee, <laughs> but I get shaky. I'm not nervous, I promise. It's just coffee. So just be patient with me. We're going to get through this, okay? So um, for me, this started a couple of months back. Um, we were in the middle of worship. Um, and you know, like when you're in the worship zone and like God is just pouring into you and you're worshiping with your brothers and sisters and it's just awesome. Um, so I'm in the zone and I'm worshiping and all of a sudden God gave me a vision. Okay, and uh, I am an old school Disney girl. I feel like I need to say that, but I am. And uh, I'm like, when they were on, y'all call it VHS, right? We just say videotape. But so when they were on the videotape VHS, that's my kind of Disney movie, okay? It's gone, get stuck because you've watched it so many times. You're going to have to try and wind it back with a pencil. That's, that's what we got. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm in the middle of worship and all of a sudden I hear a song in my head and I'm like, well, that's not the song I'm singing. <laughs> What's going on here? Um, and it was from Sleeping Beauty, and in the vision, if y'all have seen the the OG movie, um, Sleeping Beauty, she's kind of like walking through a forest and there's all the like little forest animals that are her best friends. Honestly, it sounds awesome. Um, but uh, they're all her best friends and she's telling them about this dream that she had. Um, and all the all the animals are like on edge wanting to hear about this dream. So she says, and this is what was in the vision, was, and he walked with me, and he talked with me, and then he held me in his arms, and all the animals are like, yeah, yeah, what happened? And then she's like, and I woke up. <laughs> and um, I was like, in, in the middle of worship, obviously, so I'm like, 
okay, Jesus, what was that? <laughs> Why am I all of a sudden thinking about Disney? Um, and I want to uh, also say, um, uh, I believe God has gifted me the gift of prophecy. So knowing I knew this was Jesus because I wasn't even thinking about Disney movies. I wasn't thinking about Sleeping Beauty. And I knew this was important. So I stopped and I prayed. And usually if God speaks to me like that, um, I I check with him, right? Because I'm like, okay, Jesus. Um, so I ask like, okay, God, was this you or was that just a random thought I thought? Um, and then I ask like, is this for somebody? Is it for right now? Is it do I need to hold on to it and pray about it? Um, what what it what does this mean? Okay, and I felt very dis- distinctly. Thank you. <laughs> um, that it was a word for our church, and it was a word for not yet. Um, I heard not yet, so I was like, okay, well, um, I went and I shared it with Pastor Dave, and. Uh, he was like, okay, well, we're going to pray about it. And I'm like, yeah, let's let's pray about it. But I definitely knew it wasn't for that moment, so I just held on to it. Um, and uh, sorry, now I need to check where I'm even at. Oh, so while I also prayed about it, um, God led me to uh, John 4, 21 to 24. And... Uh, to preface, uh, this is the woman at the well. Um, if you don't know that story really quickly, um, it is where uh, Jesus is going through Samaria. Samaria didn't have the best rep with uh, the Jews, even though they technically were Jews. There was a little bit of history in between um, the uh, Samaria and like the nations because they split and started marrying other people um, and the Jews didn't like that. So usually people would avoid Samaria like the plague, right? Um, and Samaria would avoid and we're going to keep to our lane and all that kind of stuff. But Jesus decided he's going to walk straight through the middle of it and the disciples are like, okay, well, how are we going to protect you? But it's fine. Um And yeah, so fast forward, Jesus is at this well, he's really thirsty, and along comes this woman. Now, it would have been around midday, and this lady is going there to avoid the other ladies. You know, like when there's drama going on, yeah, you go go avoid that. So even though it's super hot, she's avoiding all the other ladies, and we get to a point where Jesus talks about... um, he he tells her everything she's done um and he he knows that and and tells her like i know that you um are not living with your husband the person you're living with is not your husband and you've had five other, five other dudes too and um, which i do want to also say how cool it was that pastor shared at the beginning um about the whole divorce and how sometimes we need to divorce things um hold on to that and pray about that too because I like that also connects to this so I feel like it was relevant um but yeah so Jesus goes um to this lady uh, and his point was like maybe there's some things in our life we need to divorce maybe there's some things that we need to get out of our lives um because they don't need to be there um and I guess this is the perfect time to do it because it's new year's um But he says this to the lady. He says, woman, um, also as a preface, he's not being disrespectful. Um, Actually, the word he uses in Hebrew here is actually really loving. Um, But in our culture, we hear it and we're like, oh, my gosh, he just he just said woman. You don't just say that to someone. But he wasn't being awful. He was actually being uh, loving and kind by addressing her in that specific word. So woman... Believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. 
We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. I'm going to read the last 24 again. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So God gave me this vision, and then he gave me this Bible verse, and you're like, okay, how, how are they connected? Well, I believe God said this, and I just wrote it out word for word what I felt God was saying. So there are those who used to walk with me and talk with me, And hold me close. But it feels like a distant dream. But I'm calling my church. Um, also, side note, whenever I pray for the church, he always says they're mine. Like, this is my church. So, like, we belong to God. That's awesome. I got distracted. <laughs> but I'm calling my church to spend time with me again. I won't be a dream but a present tangible source of living water. There won't be a and I woke up moment because you're going to worship me in spirit and in truth. You worship what you know, know now, but the, the hour is coming where you're not going to be able to stop worshiping me. You're going to see my kingdom come. So I have this vision, I have the word that I feel God has said, but God, every time I'd be like, okay, shall, shall I like go give it to Pastor Dave again? God would be like, not now, not now, not now. And then two weeks ago-ish, Pastor Dave goes, hey, New Year's Day, you want to come, you want to share that? And I'm like, in, in vocally, you know, like when you just like word vomit a little, I was like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, oh, snap, like, but I don't know if I have peace about it. So I went and I prayed about it. And um, at the beginning of this Christmas season, Pastor Dave um, was like, hey, uh, Jesus is peace. And you're going to uh, walk in this Christmas season in peace. If you're not walking in peace, then you're not fully walking in all that Jesus has for you because Christ is peace. And that really stuck with me this whole month. And I tell you, this whole month is <laughs> a Christmas season, right? So y'all get me. But this whole month, I'm like, yeah, I'm walking in peace. I'm walking in peace. And then out of nowhere, it'd be like, bam. And you're like, yeah, keep peaceful. It's fine. <laughs> um, but... Uh, this one specific thing, I was like, okay, I really want peace about sharing this. And then God is gracious and loving and kind. Um, and uh, actually, like, I'll be honest with you, like, it really was stressful this this last season. Um, David and I have started Apartment Life, and it's awesome and it's fantastic. But it is, it's a lot. Like, I'm going to be real with you. Like, it's a lot to be living in the community that you're also trying to serve and shepherd and love and provide these awesome events for them. Um, and honestly, I've not had good sleep in like three months. Um, so this night, like three days ago, um, I had the best sleep I've had. And that's how I know it was Jesus, because he gave me a dream. And in the dream... Uh, this is also kind of a little shameless plug, is um, we have an event on January 14th, <laughs> and it's uh, bagels and coffee mingle. So if anyone also wants to come to that, like, feel free to come along, help us set up all the things. But in the dream, I was super nervous about the event, and I had 15 minutes. I don't know why that's relevant. But I had 50 minutes to set up coffees, bagels, and, like, prepare for people to mingle, okay? 
but I had no bagels. I had no coffee. <laughs> like, ooh, like the worst situation you can imagine. And I don't know if you've ever set up an event before, but you cannot set up an event in 15 minutes. So I went and in the dream, I'm like driving around trying to get bagels from somewhere. And I'm like, where can I get 100 bagels in like 10 minutes? And God just said, go to the event. So I went to the event. And when I got there, honestly, was like this massive deep breath in. And I felt peace. Ooh, didn't expect to cry. Sorry. I felt peace. And I'd not felt peace in like three months. And I'd not slept in three months. But in this dream, I knew I was sleeping, which is really nice. <laughs> um, but I felt God's peace. And in the dream... I walked in and the whole event was set up and there was bagels <laughs> and there was coffee and it was all set up and I knew God had provided all of it. Whew, sorry. I knew God had provided every single aspect of it and I just got to breathe and I love being able to breathe. It's kind of helpful, right? <laughs> but I went and I was talking to the manager and I was in a conversation with the manager um, and all of a sudden I was like, wait, wait, wait. And I started counting and there was 50 and there was 60 and there was 70 and there was 80 and I got to 100. And I was like, God, is this the hundredfold? Is this what I've been praying for? Is this what my heart is yearning for? And God was like, yeah, I'm going to give you the hundredfold. Now, like Jason said, it doesn't have to be monetary value. Like God can give you the hundredfold wherever and whenever. So I had peace. But then I know I oh, I feel you're asking like, okay, you, you had this awesome dream. You had this awesome vision. We, we heard the Bible verse, but how does this all connect together? And I felt like God said this, it's all going to be okay. There's peace in the hundredfold because Jesus is the hundredfold. He's calling us to walk with him in spirit and in truth. You don't need to make anything happen because it's going to happen. It may already be happening and there and this is just a confirmation of God is received like you are going to receive the hundredfold. But Jesus is peace and there's peace in the hundredfold. Now, this testimony isn't me standing here saying, yeah, this is how God provided. I'm still waiting for it, but I'm expecting for it. And I believe that God is calling us to walk with him and talk with him. Maybe you've not been spending time with him like you used to in the olden days. I don't know. But I feel like this is God strongly calling us. No, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to hold you in my arms. I'm going to love you. I'm going to provide for you. Um, and it is, it's all going to be okay. So I'm going to pray but we're also going to do this a little differently in that I'm going to ask just if everyone could just come up the front. Everyone. <laughs> and we're going to, and Jason, you can come up and come uh, twinkle on the guitar. But if everyone just comes up, we're going to pray as a family because we are a family. We are his. Thank you. <laughs> Awesome. I love y'all very much. <laughs> okay. Jesus, you are so incredible and we love you. Lord, we stand here expectant for the hundredfold. God, we believe that you have had us so seized in places that we didn't even expect things to come out of, but we believe that when you plant that seed, you might not see it straight away, but God, you are good and you are here and you are with us. Your Holy Spirit lives and reigns in us. 
Lord, I pray for those who maybe have felt like have felt like I've not spent time with you in a while. I pray for those who thought a relationship with you was just a distant dream. But God, you're good. And you're not a distant dream. And you're with us. And you love us. You're never going to leave us. You're never going to forsake us. I just want to ask, let's just all lift our prayers up to God right now. If you're stood here right now and you feel like you need prayer, um, if you're stood here right now and you feel like anything that was spoken today um, spoke to you and you need prayer and help with that, then just turn to your neighbor right now or come to one of the pastors because I really want to spend this time praying for each other too. And hey, if if none of what we spoke spoke to you and you just want to go pray for somebody, you can go do that right now. hand wherever you're at I want to decree a blessing for 2024 amen those of you who have shared testimonies today thank you thank you Becca for sharing the prophetic word that God gave you he he does going into 2024 he's got everything you need already amen so when when you hit turbulence which you will I don't want anyone in this house to be fooled and think woo we're done with 2023. I'm ready for 20. Oh, you're going to have some mess to deal with in 2024 because every year's got it. But when you go, when you do hit the mess, don't panic. He's got the hundredfold. He's got the maximum provision and potential that you need for whatever situation. Whether, whether it's a, a, a roadmap out of the mess or whether it's just a blessing. It doesn't matter what it is. He's got you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak a blessing over all the households, and even for those who aren't here. Father, we love you. Thank you for counting us worthy to be part of this fellowship, Lord. There's a lot of folk in this neighborhood that don't even know we're here, and we're doing our best to get the word out. But we got a group of folks that you have led here. So thank you for that. So, Lord, as, as shepherd within the house, I speak a blessing over every household represented here and who's part of our fold and part of our covering. In the name of Jesus, I declare that 2024 is a year of maximum potential, of maximum provision, of maximum healing, 
Father, I speak healing in marriages within this, within this fold in Jesus' name. That 2024, we will end with stronger marriages than what we started. I speak the mending of communication bridges amongst family members and amongst friendships in Jesus' name. I speak a restoration of peace, joy, and love within our homes where the enemy has tried to rob us of joy. Your kingdom brings it back to us in Jesus' name. I speak a restoration of finances that the enemy has tried to steal, that he has to return it with interest in Jesus' name. I speak a restoration of anointings where the enemy has tried to discourage some of us from our callings and some of us from our giftings and some of us from the mission that you have called us to, to move into. And we've set aside the anointing, Lord. I speak a restoration of, of the the burden of ministry and the call of ministry on the lives of the men and women of this house. I speak a spirit and a hunger for discipleship into the families of this, of this flock, Lord, that we will hunger for your word. We will hunger to know what it means to submit to you. We will hunger to be more like you. We'll be so hungry for your, for your goodness that we'll forsake anything of the world that we need to just to press into where we need to be in the Spirit. I speak an anointing of the Holy Spirit. Fill us all with the Holy Spirit this year, Lord, to the, to the brink, to the maximum, to where the Holy Spirit coaches us in such a way that it beca it, we become one with everything the Father has for us. Father, those who are in business for that, that are self-employed or own businesses, Lord, I pray that you bless and expand their businesses. Your covenant is a covenant of expansion, Lord, from generation to generation. Those, Lord, who are in management that work for other companies, bless, bless the position that they're in. Bless the companies that they work for because of their presence, just as Joseph was anointed in Egypt and Potiphar his whole household was blessed because of Joseph's presence. Lord, do that. Do the same for the companies who employ your people. And for those who work under us, Lord, I pray you bless them because of our love and our goodness and our, and our reflection of you toward them. Most of all, Lord, help us to reflect you to somebody who needs to know you. Help us to take you into this neighborhood like never before. Help us to love those who have been rejected. Help us to love those, Lord, who are in need. And get us over the fear. <laughs> get us over the fear of loving folks, even when we don't have to agree with them. We can still love them, Lord. And that love doesn't mean that we doesn't mean that we wink at sin or we wink at lifestyles or we wink at things that don't align with your kingdom. That's not it at all. But help us to lead people to you so the Holy Spirit can do his work. Thank you, Lord. Make us more like you in 2024. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. 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 All right, you can't be dismissed until you hug at least five necks and put up at least five chairs. In Jesus' name, <laughs> y'all are dismissed in the name of the Lord. Happy New Year.